Hi, Bex. Lovely to see you again. Good to see you. So we're thrilled here at Thriving Language to be joined by John Simaraj Blatchford and Lynette Brock, who are uh, coming to talk to us from Schema Play. Uh, and thank you to both of you for, for joining us. Um, I'm going to launch straight in because there's so much to talk about. Can you just, before we get into the real nitty gritty, could you just introduce us to Schema Play? What is it? What's that ethos and, and how it sort of came about really? Uh, yeah, sure. Thanks very much for having us, Becky. Um, Schema Play basically started as a community interest company in 2018. And it came from the work that John and I had been doing on the ground with nurseries um, in a research project. So John and I have both been early years practitioners, head teachers, trainers, and then researchers. And it was really in our work where we were on the ground with many, many settings across the UK that we became aware that there was a, a struggle for, for us in our practice. And it was the struggle for planning, really, because what, what we were very good at was noticing children's interests and planning for those. But where there was a real struggle was in identifying what it is that children can do. And this is why we set up Schema Play, because we are very keen that all children's learning comes from the child. Um, so it's not the curriculum pulling the child along, it's actually the child leading the curriculum. And that homing in to really what a child can do is really important. So we set up Schema Play to really support the early years community in their observations and supporting children's learning. That's fantastic. So we, re we really need that. I think it's really great to have that research behind think, what we do. I think as, as Lynette says, the, um, the curriculum, rather like the cart pulling the horse, the curriculum has tended to lead practice rather than the child. And one of the most fundamental things we know about early childhood education is that you need to base everything on what children can do and build upon what they know and can do themselves rather than something outside of that. So it, it was a, a, a big mistake from the start. The, um, the original unique child statements in Development Matters back in 2012 the statements in that first column um, didn't really help practitioners to in their in the moment uh, observations of children to work out what what children could do mm. or what they knew. They, they they were abstract to that. They were quite separate. So it, it was probably inevitable that they ended up for most practitioners to be just a checklist of things to test children on to see whether they'd actually gained them or not. And of course now we're moving away from that. Uh, on, on the statutory level, um, which which is opening up the possibility of um, being able to support practitioners much 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 better in terms of this in the moment observation and building upon what children can do. Um, schemes provide exactly the basis for that. Uh, it's a it's a language for understanding children's operations, what they do. It's one that's already familiar to many practitioners. And really, Schema Play is, is doing, it's, its focus is, is more or less on, on helping practitioners see how they can build on that rather than just uh, supporting it and um, it, encouraging children to use the scheme more, but to actually construct new schemes upon it. And uh, that's the essence, I think, of um, children learning through Play. Um, the, the little um, 
principle that children do learn through play, I think, is widely recognised yeah. and understood. But um, I suppose one way of looking at that is if, if we think about the characteristics of effective learning, they really define the, the children in flow play, the way Tina Bruce described free flow play, you know, the child wallowing in their learning. Um, they're actively engaged, they're um, um, self-motivated rather than motivated by the practitioner, and they're doing their own thinking in the process. So it's in that uh, what Chiksa Malai in his research referred to as flow when the child is being pulled along by the current of their own activity, as it were, that the practitioner's intervention is very delicate. I mean, it's very easy to dis disturb mm. that and actually take the child out of the learning flow uh, role. But, um, you know, with, with sensitivity, the practitioner can support it, can take it further, can add resources to the child's play, which will direct them in, in more fruitful uh, directions than perhaps they might otherwise, simply because they weren't aware of what was available. And um, that's, that is, in essence, I think, what is dis described in the characteristics of effective learning. And um, it's, it's very much a, a, a property of the learning environment of preschool when it's working really well. And of course, there are all kinds of things that can stand in the way of it, all kinds of obstacles um, from you know, just being tired sometimes, um, interruptions in play, um, you know, the fact that you can't go outside because the weather's so awful. There can be all kinds of day-to-day minute-by-minute distractions from all of this. And really, the focus of um, training and, and developing good practice has to be focused on how do, you, how do you actually overcome those, how do you maximise the opportunities for children to play and for the, for the adult to be able to respond to children's play. We, we use the metaphor of uh, plate spinning for practitioners. And partly that comes from my experience of um, you know, when I first started teaching in, a, in early years, I needed a couple of extra hours sleep every night. You know, I've been teaching other age groups, but uh, I had no idea how exhausting it was going to be. Just some force, always having to listen intently to individuals rather than be able to communicate with a group. You, you know, oh, practitioners yeah. take this for granted, don't they? Yeah, I don't know any of any of my practitioner friends who goes to bed any later than half past eight, John. It's just like... <laughs> just exhausted because you put everything into it. I love the way you describe that that zone that sort of wallowing in play you know that actually what you I can see it I can picture the children and I think probably other practitioners listening can picture the children when you know when they're really really deeply engaged in in play and like you say it's understanding that isn't it and then where do you take it from there really? of course I borrowed, borrowed that, that word from Tina Bruce so it was very oh. much national treasure oh absolutely adore tina tina bruce is the person that started me on my journey when i when i did my level three and went through and i and i, I have made sure i've read and quoted it all the way through because i think she is absolutely fantastic so yeah i love to can i just ask just listening to what you were saying john and obviously I, i'm not an early years practitioner or early years teacher i'm a speech and language therapist but from what you're saying, that there, there needs to be, the adults need to have an element of trust that the child is playing in a way that is benefiting the child. Is that, it, it, because sometimes I think we feel we have that duty 
do teach and then to check that our teaching has worked um but if you're taking that step back sometimes it's about trusting that what the child is doing is meaningful for that child is that right yes absolutely it's um and practitioners can take that totally on trust because that is the natural mode for a child they are exploring that's what they do that's Mm. (laughs) it's normal behavior Uh, it would be abnormal for them not to be learning Uh, that the only questionable part is you know is is there are there challenges in that learning? Can we actually enhance the learning? Can we direct it to particular directions that we, you know, some particular desirable outcomes? You know, all of that is up for grabs. But, but, but the fundamental principle that they learn through free play is, is given. Yeah, and actually thinking again from my point of view, you know, the, the, my, all the children that I support have got challenges with their communication. And actually, that shouldn't be... It shouldn't really even be a factor in the adult's mind because, again, it's it, sometimes I think when we have children on, on individualised plans, we can get a bit focused on what we're wanting to achieve as the adult. So, again, it's with those children with any extra extra needs or challenges, it's being mindful that we still can trust that child, follow that child's interest um, and, and, and work. It, it, it needs a bit more creativity, perhaps, from the adult there, if, if again, if these children have got plans in place. But it's been very mindful of, of whose agenda are we following, really. Um, and just thinking again from an SEN point of view, it's it's really important that we don't go in with our own thoughts and plans without looking at what really makes that child tick. Mm-hmm. It, it's the tuning in. We've got actually we've got a funny example of that because, um, and the practitioner won't mind me sharing this at all. But we were visiting a nursery one day, and the practitioner was there with a small group of children around her. And she was trying to introduce weighing to them. And one of the children was not really focusing on the activity. But when we actually looked very carefully at what he was doing, he was actually taking all the things that were there ready for weighing on the bucket scales and putting them into containers. And then she noticed, once this had been highlighted, that this little boy was containing everywhere. He was containing in sand play, at story time he sat in a box, he was putting things in and out of baskets in the role play area, everywhere we went. And he was really showing a competence in containing, you know. And so she extended it out and seeded as many resources, which we talk about in Schema Play, to enable those competences to be explored and applied in different contexts. And then one day his mum came in with some pictures of a trip that they'd been on to the circus. And in that picture was a popcorn seller. And this little boy was so excited to show this picture. And when the practitioner looked very carefully at the popcorn seller, she saw that he had cones of popcorn. And she thought, this could be a great way to support this little boy who wasn't really engaging with any other children. And... And she thought it could be a fantastic way of supporting him to exchange with other children. So she set up a popcorn store and said to him, you know, I know you love containing. Have a look at this. We've got different size cones and we're going to contain the popcorn in. And they put a little menu together where it was a one token for a small popcorn cone and two tokens for a medium and three for a large. And what happened was the children started to come and buy the popcorn from this little boy. And he had never played with other children, so straight away she's supporting his social development. He's using something he felt very secure in, that containing, it was a competence he already had. But fantastically, 
through this play, he was exploring size because they were different sizes. And, you know, he was recognising how much he was pouring in, that there was more going into the large one. And from this, his containing scheme just developed enormously. And by the time we left him, he was containing animals in circles and adding them together. So he was doing addition. He was measuring because he was enjoying pouring and seeing how much he could get in different containers. And what he ended up doing was really weighing. He was looking at volume and starting to see the differences in weight that he had. And it all came from him. And the practitioner always laughs now. She says, there I was trying to get him to weigh. If I'd only looked at what he could do, we'd have, he could have led me on the curriculum all the way through. So she said, this has been my Eureka moment, which was fantastic. Oh, that's brilliant, um, Lynette. That's so fantastic. Because it's just, it's just homing in on what he can do, isn't it? Like you say, and, and actually he, could, he was already doing it. It's just us noticing it, isn't it, really? And and sort of where do we go with that? So, oh, that is lovely, isn't it? That's really nice. It's really nice. I think it's always really helpful to hear those real life examples because actually like you said Becky that could be so many of us when we're in the moment and, and especially if you've got a plan and you, you know what you're working towards um, it's very easy to miss and it's not a judgment of anybody but it's very easy to miss those real subtle behaviors isn't it and then yeah. actually she hasn't she's noticed that and 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 gone with that and 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 also for that little boy it, it, the message is, I've got you, I, I understand you, I, I've taken notice of you, and actually, that matters, doesn't it? That really matters. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, that's really... So if anybody wanted to find out more about Schema Play, um, John and Lynette, where, where would be the best place to go, for them to go? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if John was going to speak first. Um, we, have a, we have a website, um, so um, if you just look up Schema Play dot com you'll find our website so it's schema play it's all one word so s-c-h-e-m-a-p-l-a-y dot com we've also got a facebook page so schema play on facebook um and if there's any settings out there that are sort of inspired by using um schemes as a way to help them help their team with what children can do um we also have the schema play practitioner and setting accreditation scheme so um please do look at us look us up on facebook and you'll be able to find some information there and I can tell you it's absolutely brilliant because I've just done the training with John and Lynette and I can't wait to go out into settings and, and start training it's been I, I have to say Becky I'm not too embarrassed by me saying this but we've worked together for uh, a, a long long time Becky and I well probably over over 10 years oh yes over 13 because we are children yeah we had our babies I, I have I have never <laughs> ever known you Becky to finish some a course some learning and to be so inspired and to be so raring to go for something and something that's really challenged your your thinking and challenged your understanding as well i think we, we've i think it's, it's really about it, haven't we? yeah it's really nice it's really nice as somebody who trains in early years and works with early to go oh, i've done this and actually i can see another thing as well and i really feel i had to really go away and really think about things and i loved that so thank you so much for that both of you it's been amazing so yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for this opportunity as well. Oh, we've loved it. We've really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.